Hello, friends, and welcome back to episode number 45. Today, I have a wonderful interview for you with Michelle Lamoureux. Michelle is a coach who empowers women to live a happier, more fulfilled life. In this episode, we discuss why it's important to focus on mind, body, and spirit when it comes to self-care. She gives you actionable tips to help make self-care a priority, especially during the busy season. How to gain clarity when you feel stuck or unsure of what you really want. Why self-love is the gateway to all you desire in life. And self-care as a strategy to living your most fulfilled life. But first... Are you frustrated with shopping and feel there must be a better way? Then I invite you to try out Style Finder Boutique. My husband Jim and I, aka Big Daddy, opened Style Finder in 2015 to bring women just like you the best in upscale casual clothing that's perfect for work, the weekend, and everything in between. We offer three easy ways to shop. You can shop with us 24-7 at shopstylefinder.com. Or you can download the Style Finder Boutique app for both iPhone and Android. Be sure you turn notifications on so you know when we go live. You'll not only find a selection of amazing clothing, but we offer tools and resources to ensure you get clothing that's right for you. From our Shop the Look videos that offer styling suggestions to fit videos and measurements that help you determine if something will fit your shape, we bring the best of online shopping to your laptop or mobile device. Use code PODCASTLOVE to save 20% on your first order online or on the app. If you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, then I invite you to visit our brick-and-mortar location. We're in North Hill Shopping Center, and our team of stylists are here to assist you in curating the perfect outfit, selecting the perfect gift, or building a whole new wardrobe. Who knows, I might be in the boutique myself to personally help style you. We help you know what to wear and how to wear it so you can feel confident and beautiful every single day. Let us be your style's secret weapon so you can dress like you mean it. Welcome to Style by Mary Michelle, a podcast designed to empower you through personal style. I'm your host, Mary Michelle Nidefer, a master style coach, founder of Style Finder Boutique, and creator of the Style Finder ID system. I'm here to help you know what to wear, how to wear it, and how to get dressed in seven minutes or less. Let's go. Welcome back. I am so excited. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Michelle Lamoureux. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Good. Michelle Lamoureux is an author, speaker, podcast host, and coach who guides women to truly love themselves and their lives and encourages them to embrace their unique voice in the world. Author of the book, Design a Life You Love, Michelle teaches that self-love is the way to attain what you desire most in life. I cannot wait to hear more about that. Through her book, podcast, coaching, and speaking, Michelle's mission is to inspire women to remember themselves by adding more of what they really desire back into their reality. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you today, Michelle. One L Michelle, like me. One L, yes. I'm so excited to connect with another one L. So we're on opposite coasts, however. Having one L. That's right. 
That's very, not very common. It so. is not. Yes. Now, I'm so thrilled to talk with you today about self-care because, you know, this is something that we as women, we constantly, I feel like we constantly need that reminder, right? Yeah. But it's something that we need the reminder because we don't always make it the habit that we need. Yeah. So, so I'm excited to talk with you and just hear your perspective on it. But first, tell me how you got into doing what you're doing now. Yeah, well, I worked in corporate America, like a lot of people, uh, at some point was feeling called to do more soul-centered work. So I was head of marketing for a major law firm for over a decade. I loved the work and connected, connecting with others. But um, at some point, I just knew it was the right time to go and get certified as an empowerment coach. And uh, I knew there was a book in me. And um, I actually launched my first podcast 10 years ago. And relaunched it at the age of 47. And I'm noting that for anyone who's thinking, oh, I could never do that or it's too late. That's what my show's about. This is what the work is in the world is to really reclaim what you want, is to reclaim what you want. So yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us more about that. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm 53, so I'm I got a few years on you. But I feel that, you know, we're at the, kind of at the age where a lot of women think, well. Am I too old for that? Yeah. But a friend of mine posted a quote on Facebook the other day, and it said something to the effect of, you know, how old will you be when you master piano lessons? The same age you would be if you'd never even started. And okay. so, you know, the point is like, start now, do this now. But why do you feel like women just feel that they get to be a certain age and they just kind of write things off? Yeah. Well, I will tell you, I'm actually 50. <laughs> so I launched oh, the podcast okay, three years okay. ago. So I'm closer in age to you. Um, and <laughs> I think the truth is that women are so generous of heart. I think that we put everyone else before ourselves. And I think honestly, we didn't have a lot of modeling in many cases about how to prioritize ourselves, how to mm -hmm. prioritize our desires. And so we're the first to say, oh, that's okay. I can give up that course or I don't need to go back to work yet if it's going to help my family. Or, you know, we're, we're the first to really just put our desires aside and maybe not really think about what we really want or is there a way forward where mm -hmm. we can still maintain our desires while being the good wife, the good sister, the good, you know, um, friend and the, per oh, the big, the, the good boss that we want to be, how do we do it all? And so, um, I do think that the modeling is a big piece of it and not having a roadmap, but I do think that we are kind of in a really unique time where women are rewriting the rules now. We're realizing that there is a way and we are, I think it's our generation and other women. I think the younger women maybe have got it a little, they, they feel a little bit more entitled to it or something. They're learning the way, but that we're creating a new way of being in the world. So I'm a very optimistic person. I think it's changing, but I do think it's in large part because we didn't have modeling for mm -hmm. what that could look like. What could it yeah. look like to be a mom and a business owner? You know, right. That is so true. I, I had never really thought about that, but you know, my mom, <clears throat> when I grew up, she raised me and my brother and my sister, but, and she worked, she had a couple of part-time jobs, but she was a full-time stay-at-home mom and she did an amazing job, but it's a whole different ball game when, you know, me as a passionate heart-centered, you know, entrepreneur who wants to empower women through personal style wants to get out there because I, you know, I, 
I don't have a role model to show me what does it look like to get out there and do that and juggle having kids. That's right. And to your point on that, I said I launched the show 10 years ago originally. Well, the reason I stopped is because I had my daughter and I Mm -hmm. honestly didn't know how to kind of pursue these passions and be a mom because my mom was a stay-at-home mom too. She had a couple jobs here and there, but she was also the mom that welcomed all the kids in the house when all the other parents were, where all the other moms were working. And it was a beautiful thing to see. And I so wanted to be the kind of mom my mom was because she's so loving and she really created such a beautiful foundation, not just for me and my brothers, but literally for the kids in the neighborhood. They still think like, if I see them, they're like, your mom, like she was like there for us. And so, you know, I kind of wanted to be that mom, but at some point I realized I wanted more for me too. And it was okay. It's actually okay to want more. And that was what initially launched my show again. It was to speak to the women who are feeling unsure about how to do that and to get the inspiration to, Mm -hmm. to see other women on that path and on that journey and that it's, that it is okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So self-care is something that, you know, I wonder, you know, I think back when I grew up, my mom's always been very good about taking care of herself. But when I was growing up, it, I think it's just very, very different today. I mean, nowadays when I walk into the nail salon, you know, I, nine times out of 10, I see a woman with her small girls. I thought I never had a manicure growing up. And so I think the definition of self-care, yeah, there's so many different ways to define it. And we'll dive into that in a few minutes, but I think the paradigm has shifted in in so many ways. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And actually, in terms of the definition, I do think it's important to have a framework for how to see it because getting the nails done is awesome. Getting a massage, if you can afford it, is really a beautiful thing to do for your body and to take that time. But I actually see self-care as a way to sustain your power in the world. Mm. So when you frame it as that, Versus, you know, I read an article that in 2014, the self-care industry was $10 billion. And in 2020, it was $450 billion. So I think there, like you said, it's a perception that self-care is all of the things that you need to spend money to do or have all this time to do. But honestly, Michelle, it can be as simple as realizing as you're sitting at your desk, gosh, my back hurts. I'm going to take a minute and put my hand on my heart and I'm just going to breathe for a second just right now. That's self-care. doesn't cost anything. And it's grounding yourself back to feeling sustained again. So when we reframe the definition and look at it through that lens, and I'd love to have the conversation sort of framed around that lens, I think women are going to see all the ways that actually either they are incorporating it or could incorporate it in their lives. And it doesn't have to cost any money, not a penny Mm -hmm. to do it. Absolutely. I love that you put it that way because Self-care, I think a lot of people think, well, it's taking a day off to go to the spa or a weekend. Like, who doesn't want that? But the way you're talking about it and defining it, is it something that's accessible to everybody? Yes. But it starts with, it sounds to me that your definition really starts with being self-aware. Yes. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I was invited to speak pre-pandemic to a group of female CEOs. They were all six and seven figure earners of their own companies. 
And it was on self-care for the modern woman. And I was talking to them about this. And, you know, what was predominant in the room was women who were skipping lunch. They would work through lunch. They had teams to take care of. They didn't know how to fit themselves in. And I think it's because we have this idea that it really needs to be like, oh, I've got to plan a spa day like you were talking about. All of that is wonderful. And if you can afford that, that's great. And a lot of people can't. So that's why it's nice to know, wait a second, I can also practice self-care. And I don't even, like I said, need to even spend a penny on it. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing. Women will push and push and give and give until, you know, they're depleted. And I think women, honestly, and men too, right now, we're depleted. People are depleted. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, uh, probably about 10 plus years ago, I was in Arizona for a mastermind retreat and I had just gone through a divorce. I had, I was an entrepreneur, you know, really focusing on my business. I had two small kids. And I remember one of the predominant things that was talked about was something I'd never heard about before, adrenal fatigue. Mm. And I came home from there and I did some research. I'm like, I think I've got adrenal fatigue. Yeah. And it just started, you know, you start picking up on things. And I realized how many women around me were talking about having it. And I think a lot of these women are high achieving entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, probably skip, you know, had been skipping lunch, working way too many hours, yeah. not practicing the self-care. So how is it, how do you see self-care fitting into like, how important is it first of all, and how do you see it fitting into our daily routine? Yeah. I love that question. And I think, you know, it's important again, to remember that I think we, we value productivity so much. So it's not another thing to check off your list. So let's give ourselves permission to like, not think of about like, oh, I didn't drink a green juice today, or I didn't jump on the Peloton. So I'm failing at something else. This is about, again, sustaining your power, filling your cup, making yourself feel good. And I see self-care as taking care of mind, body, and spirit. So as an example, you talked about in one of your podcasts, one of your solo casts, that you're a highly sensitive person. I too am a highly sensitive person. So for those who aren't aware of what that is, it's I define it, and Michelle, you could talk about how you do, but it's really about when you hear all of the turmoil in the world, or you hear somebody going through something, you feel it on a visceral level. You are like energetically so connected to what's happening in the world that you, um, it can be so draining. And so, so one thing you can do if you're like Michelle and I, as a way of having self-care in your day is you talked about it's, it's like self-awareness is knowing that about yourself and not going to sleep, just having watched the news or don't watch the news. Or if social media is draining you, pay attention. What is draining you and what is fueling you and set some boundaries about around that. It could be around people in your life who are constantly draining your energy versus fueling you. So knowing, okay, that's so-and-so I care about that person. I'm going to give them 10 minutes, but actually that's the most I can manage today. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, so we not only have both have one album, but <laughs> we're both HSPs. Yes. So. yes. 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 But I think, you know, honestly, my journey being HSP, I think I am probably more attuned to my needs, more self-aware than a lot of people because yes. it's a means of survival for me. Yeah. And it's interesting. You know, my husband is the kind of person that can power through. He can skip meals. He can stay up till three in the morning, get stuff done. I just, I, I can't. 
Yeah. I just am physically incapable of, and I know the body is a strong thing, but it, it just, I, if I do that, there are severe consequences and yeah. I'm not at my best. In fact, I better get a full night's sleep. I feel it the next day. Yes. That's interesting you say that because I never connected that to being, you called it HSP for the, the acronym. I never connected it to that. And honestly, I'm the same. And my husband is the same as yours. So he mm -hmm. can work till four in the morning, get two hours of sleep yeah. and start the day. And um, I am like you, if I don't get a solid night's sleep, uh, forget it. it. I mean, oh, I feel it. And, you know, I'm a little more irritable, but that's a, that's knowing that means mm -hmm. that you need to prioritize as self-care your sleep so that you yeah. can sustain your power in the world and to honor that about yourself. And it's okay because mm -hmm. you, you might know other women who are, you know, they've got four kids and they're the CEO of a major corporation and they're traveling around the world and they seem to have boundless energy. And we're not, we, we don't need to compare ourselves. We are who we are yeah. And we all have our own gifts to bring and we need to honor and love ourselves how we are and be in sync with that and be like, that's okay. I need my eight hours and, and I'm good with that. Amen to that. Well, I, and I, and I think that, gosh, that I feel like, and in some ways I opened up a can of worms because, you know, we, as women, we just have this innate ability, which <laughs> it's not always a good thing to compare ourselves to others. Right. Yes. And so we look around and we see, oh, she's doing this. I should be doing that. And I feel that, you know, I love that you talk so much about self-love and really, you know, so much of what I talk about is honoring yourself, you know, through your style, through how you express yourself, but you talk about self-love through honoring, honoring yourself through self-care. Tell us yes. more about how self-love plays into that. Yeah. You know, I feel like self-care and self-love go hand in hand. So self-care, the actions you're taking, knowing you need your eight hours of sleep, hydrating your body, meditating, doing the things that you can, taking a moment to breathe. Self-love is the mindset. It's your almost permission slip to align with the actions you need to take. So they go together. And I think women, I think we know we need to love ourselves more. We need to be our own best friends and champions. And often we are very self-critical instead. And we work against our ability to, to nourish ourselves and our needs because we aren't loving ourselves. So the self-love is really the foundation and to, you know, whether that's looking at the mirror and saying something nice to yourself, like you are, you know, I love you just as you are and, um, being kind and paying attention. We talk again about awareness Oh gosh, um, that inner chatter that's going on is really critical of me. That's is that in my highest good right now? Yes. No. And just coming back and be like, you know what? I love you. Gosh, think about how we are with our children. We just got a puppy. Oh. <laughs> the dog is getting so much. He's so cute, but um, you know, <laughs> they get so much, and they are so, and dogs are such great teachers too because they are so fully present and loving all the time. Um, but it's, it's just an interesting thing to pay attention to how we are with the ones that we love and are we giving ourselves that same amount of love? Yes, for sure. For sure. I know, you know, I was probably about 35 before I learned to love myself. It took me way too long. <laughs> I think I, 35 can be young. I feel like I've written a book about it. I think I'm still in process with it. Yes, it's a, it is a process. And I think it's, it's a journey. Yes. It's not, 
you know, kind of like finding your style. It's not a one and done. It's a, it's an unfolding. Yes. But it's a powerful, powerful tool. It is. So you talk about tapping into you and your intuition. Yeah. To gain clarity around your life, your purpose and designing a life that you've loved. Tell us more about, about that. Yeah. I think intuition, I think it's at the heart of how we should be operating in life. Honestly, I, I think that, you know, again, with the podcast, I launched it because I know that so many of the women that have come on to tell their story had an inner whisper, an inner knowing that they should take a step in a certain direction and they listen to it. But how many of us sit with those whispers and that knowing and ignore it, mm-hmm. whether that's taking a job, our gut is telling us that's not really the best thing for me or um, getting into a relationship that we sense isn't, doesn't feel right, but we, our mind wants to take over and talks us out of stuff. So I think that whatever challenge you have, wherever you are in your path, that the answers are within you. And that one exercise I like to do, Michelle, is to sit with a journal. And I ask, I ask my higher self to me, it's God, it's other people, universe, whatever. And I ask, I say, God, what is it that I need to know about the situation? And it's unbelievable the information that you get. And it and the way you know that you've connected and it's not your brain telling you is that it's a loving energy. And it's usually a lot of times you might laugh, Michelle, they'll be like, love yourself is literally the answer. What do I need to know about this? Love yourself is always the first thing it tells me. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, lighten up, go gently on your path. It's usually like a softening to the situation, but then it can give you, what do I need to know about the situation and more detail around what it is you need to do. But intuition's everything and women are so tuned into it, but oftentimes we talk ourselves out of what we know. And in order to reclaim your power, you really need to know that you can trust that voice. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I, I do, I do journal and ask God a lot all the time for guidance. And sometimes it is so simple and you're like, yes. really, like, really, is that it? Is that- yes. Right. <laughs> so oh, especially with the God. love yourself. I'm like, okay, you're like, what on. does that like, mean? It's gotta be more than that. But right. I think for us, you know, I think a lot of times we hear things, you know, we, sh- we, well, I don't want to say should, but self-care, like we should spend more time on self-care or we should yes. love ourselves, but okay. I love myself. Now what? But I think we have to go deeper don't we? and and just really drop into what does that mean? Yes. And what does that look like right now? That's right. And your intuition could be telling you that your body's not well. Mm. It might be saying, have you scheduled that appointment? It's time. And you haven't because you're too quote unquote busy to take care of yourself make the appointment, you know, or do a body scan every day. You can even just sit for a minute, top to bottom, just check in, check in. What's, how's my body feeling? Anything I need to know? What is your body going to tell you? And pay attention. I think there's signs around us everywhere anyway, too. I think, you know, when you, when you're open to not just checking in with your intuition, but also seeing the support that's around you, it can be really beautiful. Uh, just one example, Michelle, I just remember praying. I had a really challenging situation. I'm like, God, what is it that I need to do? Just show me that I'm on the right path. Is everything going to be okay? And I went to drive <laughs> to someplace I'd never been. And I look over on the side of the road 
and there was literally a billboard sign that said trust in god and i was oh. like oh my goodness oh. yeah <laughs> right there we go like have oh. faith have faith you're not alone you're really not even if it feels like you are i love it yes yeah, so we're we're constantly surrounded by guidance but i think we get so focused on what we want to control or what we think. And we're not always looking for guidance or signs or symbols yeah. that we're on the right path. That's right. And the answers truly are within yeah. you. <clears throat> and sometimes it takes longer and you just have to have patience to sit, sit with the not knowing. Maybe you're not meant to know right now. And maybe that's okay. And maybe yes. that's okay. But the answers are within us. And I think mm -hmm. I can be guilty of wanting to research the heck out of something to, or to prove what my intuition is telling me. I want something external to validate. Absolutely. And that's when we have to surrender and just trust. Like, no, yeah. this intuition, this voice has never steered me wrong. And I'm going to just, I'm going to follow this path and it's going to mm -hmm. be okay because I did. Yes. You just, something you just said, you know, you mentioned external validation. Let's let's talk about that for a minute, because I feel that that is just that is our enemy. Yeah. External validation is something that, you know, from my own experience, you know, being younger and looking at everybody else and comparing myself, you know, I think it can lead to so much negativity yeah. and feelings of inadequacy and unworthiness. Why do you feel like we do that? Why are we drawn to that? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I think it's cultural. I think from the time that we're little, you know, we're, we're people comment on our ethnicity or how we look, what we're wearing. And then the media is constantly bombarding us. Michelle, we're both Gen X. Okay. This isn't mm -hmm. going to be about comparison, but just in terms of imagery and how it plays in. Do you remember the Anjali commercial? Yes. Yes. Okay. There was a yes. commercial back in the late 70s, early 80s, and it's a model and it's about it selling a perfume called Anjali. And there's a jingle that's so <laughs> just stick. It's an earworm that sticks in your head. And it's I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan right and never let you do remember. Yeah. And never <laughs> oh, let yeah. you forget you're a man because I'm a woman. And then it talks about how she's going to tuck the kids in bed at night and read them a story. The only person that's missing in that is women. So we're, we're, we're taught to devalue ourselves from everything that we're seeing. I just saw on um, social media, there's a model uh, showing like active wear and mm -hmm. they put butt pads. I saw Did that. you see that? that and I was it, like, yes. that is unbelievable. So why are we comparing? Because we're constantly told we're not pretty enough. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. Mm -hmm. All of the messaging, which is why the inside game is the most important. Yes. Really cool. Sorry, building that foundation no, within ourselves. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, well, here we are looking for external validation and we're comparing ourselves, but we're comparing ourselves to things that aren't even real. That's right. That's and right. Madness. That's right. And I actually just did a Facebook live earlier today. And it's like, you know, just love yourself. That's you know, right. go deeper, like learn to just be with who you are because we're all here for, you know, a different reason. Well, we're all right. here for a reason and we're all created to be, you know, our, our own beautiful, badass selves. You're speaking my language, 100%. And that's the essence even of the show. It's like, own your beautiful voice in the world, your yeah. unique voice. I think we're so rewarded for sameness and fitting in. And at some point you just got to bust out and be who you are because that's when the magic happens. And it's not an easy path, but that is for sure 
where the magic happens. And I think the work you do, just when you style someone and letting them be more of who they are so they can feel good in their own, you know, what they're putting out and putting out in the world is a reflection of who they are, not to look a certain way, but to look more like how they feel, right? It is magical. And I think, you know, so many women walk around and they think, oh, I can't express myself this way or I can't wear this thing to work. But it's amazing. We have a boutique as well. And when mm-hmm. clients come in the boutique and, and we put on, put them in something, they're like, you know, it's just this amazing transformation. Yeah. And it is the most powerful thing to witness that, to witness a woman looking in the mirror and seeing herself show up as the woman she knows she is. Yes. It's not putting, it's not dressing up and putting on something that's not you. It's really is putting on something that makes you feel more like who you are. Exactly. It feels like a second skin and you're like, oh, you know, they just blossom and it's so amazing. Absolutely. I love that. I love the work that you do in the world. It's funny because in my book, I have one, it's just a book of inspirations and one is dress like the goddess you are. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's really about yes. owning, you know, who you are and expressing that and, and loving yourself enough to give, take that extra few minutes to feel good. You know, I, during the pandemic, one of my good friends was like, Oh, I haven't showered in a week. And I was like, wow. Uh, that, I think that was beyond self-care. I was actually a little bit worried about it, but I saw so many people like not putting right. The, all those videos of men not putting on pants and women in sweats. And just because no one's seeing you what you're, and you tell me this is the work that you do, but it's really about it's for you. Yes. You're getting dressed for you. If I didn't get up, shower every day, put on a little makeup and blow dry my hair, I didn't matter if I was going to see a soul, I would be depressed because I wouldn't feel like myself because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Right, Michelle? What would you say about that? I know this is your show, but now I'm curious. Yes. No, (laughs) we'll turn the tables a little bit. No, I, I totally agree. In fact, it's interesting because I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. She said, even if I'm just at home by myself, like I need to look good. And it was interesting. I was at home yesterday. I had a work from home day because I wasn't feeling well. And I went into my closet to get dressed and I changed my clothes three times, even though I wasn't going anywhere because I need to feel more like me. No, that was kind of a rarity. It was like, you know, brain fog. I can't pick out an outfit today or whatever. Um, But it's so important during the pandemic, I got up. I got dressed. I put on makeup. In fact, it was interesting because I put on lipstick every single day. Now I would go out and go to the grocery store or go to get coffee and nobody saw my, my lipstick, but me, but I knew it was there. That's right. Michelle, I never leave the house without lipstick. That's so funny. I love my lipstick. I always have three or four in my purse. Yeah. Oh, very cool. But it was, it was actually really helpful because then you can see what masks are dirty, which masks have you worn? Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. It needs to be washed. Um, I want to say something that you had asked about self-love before too. I do feel like whatever you desire in life, self-love is the pathway to get Mm. it. Yes. Right. So it's like, whether you want to attract better friendships, loving yourself enough to be a good friend to yourself first, Mm. if you want attract a loving relationship, a partner, loving yourself first and doing those nice things for yourself first. It's, it has to start with you. It Absolutely. has to start with you and Absolutely. getting dressed up is one way. I think, you know, it's like showing up for yourself and saying, I'm worth it. I'm going to feel mm-hmm. good today and look like me. Yes. I think when you do show up for yourself, you know, it sends the message that I'm worthy. Yes. I don't, I'm not doing it for my husband or my kids or my That's friends right. or my coworkers. I'm doing it for me. That's right. 
and that's enough. And it but is. I think, you know, what you just said, that's so true. Self-love, you say self-love is the gateway to all you desire. It is. And I mentioned that, you know, when I was 35, I, that was when kind of my turning point for learning to love myself. And then shortly after that, I went through a divorce. And I remember I was single for about a year and a half. And that was intentional. I, yeah. Well, I mean, I was single for longer than that, but it was intentional that I didn't date anybody. And I remember friends asking, aren't you going to date? You know, are you ready? Can I set you up with somebody? I said, you know what? I, I need to work on me because I know that when I really, really love myself, then I can attract somebody that will be a good fit for me. That's right. But I've got to work on me first. 100%. It's the energy of what you're putting out then, right? You're, what is it that water rises to its own level? You're energetically, have you heard of that expression? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. And so you're energetically attracting somebody who is at the same place energetically that you are. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, yes. So tell us more about that and, you know, how that plays into our desires. Like, how does loving yourself really help me to manifest my dream job or, whatever I want in my life. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and and I'll go back to the journal. When I check in and I say, God, what is it that I need to know? The answer is love yourself. Remember the love that you are. This is, this is the words that come consistently. We are all here to remember love and to express the love that we are in the unique, in the unique way that we are incarnated to be in the world. And so it's literally our, it's why we're here. And I believe that from every ounce of my being. And so when you remember and you remember yourself and you remember to include yourself and prioritize yourself, God, life, the universe meets you halfway. And so those dreams and desires, it's like, you know what? I don't need to make money off singing, but I like it. And so I'm going to take singing classes. You're giving to yourself. You're telling the universe, God, you know, you, you feel worthy of attracting all that you desire. And if you, um, yeah, you had that inner whisper that's telling you, you know what, you start this business and you love yourself enough to take the time to start, to just try. It's not about, will you succeed or fail? It's about loving yourself enough to at least try. I ask my guests sometimes on the show, what would your 85 year old self tell you about living a good life? And I don't want any woman to look back on their life and think, oh my goodness, I lived for everyone else and I never did those things that I wanted to. We have this one precious life. Yes. So that's why, I mean, loving yourself is is the gateway. Start start with you, whatever that is, and start small if you need to. It can be hard Mm -hmm. for some women to feel not selfish, but this is why you have to remember it's about sustaining and maintaining your power in the world so that you can in fact show up not just for yourselves but for everyone you love you can't pour from an empty cup absolutely michelle what would be a couple of suggestions if say if i came to you and said you know i love what you're saying but i i don't feel that i love myself right now what would you tell me what would be your first steps i think that's a really important question i think a journal and a, a pen sitting down and just writing, mm. what does self-love look like to me? What does self-love mean to me? Where am I not being loving? Just get in touch. I think there's those parts within us with that want expression and we're often qu- quieting them, you know? And so by listening 
And I think there's no deeper way of doing that than to actually sit down with pen and paper and to get connected. But another way to do that is, you know, that expression, fake it till you make it. If you're really not feeling it, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror. And even if it makes you cry, just look at yourself deep in your eyes and just say, I love you, Michelle, or I love you, your name. I love you. Every day, get out of the shower while you're getting ready. I love you. And then maybe move down. Maybe there's parts of your body that you haven't been loving towards. I love, I love my, you know, I have a bump on my nose. I love my bump on my nose, <laughs> my nose, you know, things that maybe people are telling you aren't, you know, the way it should look, right? Yeah. How, yeah. how can you bring, how can you, just like you would, if you had a child who was not mm-hmm. feeling good about themselves, mm-hmm. you bring that unconditional love to them. And so even if you're not feeling it, just get in the habit and energetically it shifts, energetically it shifts. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. You know, one thing I encourage my clients to do is really find what you love about yourself. And some people look at me and they're like, what? Like, I don't even know where to start. But I, you know, I encourage my clients to start with their, you know, find something. Maybe you love your hair. Okay. Play your hair up. Maybe you wear a color that makes your hair look amazing, or you yeah. wear some great lipstick that makes your smile look radiant. Yes. Play, your, play up to your assets. And so that's kind of how I, I take self-love into the dressing. Yes. You know, play up your shape. If you've got a great waistline, doesn't matter what size you are. If you've got a great waistline, show it off. If you've got yeah. great legs, you know, look at Tina Turner. She's still what? Eighties, 90, however old yeah. she is. But looking amazing. Like rock your assets. Absolutely. And then all people see is, you know, how amazing you look. They're not focused on, you know, those two or three things that you might not think are great about you. They're focused That's on right. what is great about you. It's true. It's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, the five love languages. Yes. Yes. I love that book. And there's a quiz people can take on the website, but I think knowing your love language is also a nice way to practice self-love. So I learned for myself that it's words of affirmation, which is why I may be saying something or physical touch. So I need that hug for my husband every day or, or my daughter. I, I personally need that. Not everyone needs that for my husband. It's acts of uh, service. Mm-hmm. And so knowing your love language is also one way to cultivate more self-love because you're reinforcing what you, the way that you're sort of oriented to the world, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes. Now that's a great way to, that's a great way to do it. My husband and I were talking about that recently about, you know, each other, like how we relate to each other, because he was saying that he felt like his, one of his love languages may have shifted a little bit. So we were kind of revisiting that and, uh, but I hadn't really thought about taking that and using it for yourself, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. Of course, right? Because we yes. have to start with us. We have to start with us. Yes. Michelle, tell me a little bit about your book. Oh, um, yeah. Well, as you mentioned, it, it's it's a basically a guide to living a happier, more fulfilled lo- life. And it is about love as the gateway to all you desire. And it's broken up into uh, seven chapters. It covers body and life and um, health and career and simplicity, which is one of my favorite ones. And that's where I talk about dressing like the goddess you are, because it's the simple things in life. I think we overcomplicate, but it's basically um, inspirations and then exercises you can do to get deeper. And again, it's about getting more connected to loving yourself and knowing yourself. And um, yeah, and uh, 
and having that relationship and and having the 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 dedicated time and a way of thinking about you know what would empower you and it includes even you know taking control of your finances and setting up healthy boundaries with others you know the different aspects of life that we need in order to create that sense mm-hmm. of fulfillment for ourselves yes i love that well it sounds fabulous i will be sure to put the link in the show notes so readers can go grab that. That might be a great Christmas present. Good stocking oh, stuffer. That's nice. Well, actually, if they want it until the end of the year, it's actually free on my website right now to download, to download. Well, there you go. But that's nice. Or they could buy a copy too. No, that's sweet. Well, it could be a gift for yourself. How about that? A free, uh, a free yeah, gift. Yeah, it can be. It can be. It, yeah, I do offer yes. it. I, I, I did when the, the pandemic started, I decided to just give it away. I love it. Well, I'm going to go take a peek at that and see yeah. because I've enjoy- so enjoyed talking with you today. Same, Michelle. You are so full of wisdom about and just encouragement to help women feel beautiful and care for themselves. And we absolutely need more of that. Oh, thank you. It's been such a pleasure to be with you. And just again, for the women listening, we're all on a path to figuring this all out. It's not about perfection. It's just bringing more of you into your day and more of that self-love. And one thing we didn't talk about, but I'd say is just write a list of what self-care looks like to you, whether that's a walk or, you know, having a cup of tea for me, it's having a nice cup of tea sitting outside for five minutes, like the little things that you can do that don't cost you anything that you can start incorporating into your day. Absolutely. And I think just really remembering that self-care doesn't have to take a lot of time. Exactly. I mean, you made such a great point. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's something like right now you could go sit outside or even if you just close your eyes and breathe exactly, and just be, that's right. That, that can just be a gift in itself. So absolutely. Thank you. It's really been so nice to be with you today, Michelle, such a pleasure to connect with the oh, other Michelle, one L Michelle. <laughs> yes. Another HSP Michelle. So. That's right. That's right. This has been awesome. Michelle, thank you so much. I will put all your links in the show notes so our listeners can connect with you. Go follow Michelle. Michelle, where where are you on social media? Where can they go follow you? I am predominantly on Instagram. It's Michelle with one L underscore Lamoureux, L-A-M-O-U-R-E-U-X. And uh, please say hello if you do come over and say hello, or they can just head to thegoodlifecoach.com and they can get the book. Great. And access the podcast. And actually there's tons of inspiration on there through different authors on health and uh, entrepreneurship and different topics. I love it. Well, I will be sure and put all of your links in the show notes. So go connect with Michelle, go download her free ebook or her, is it ebook or is it a physical? It'll be an ebook. Yeah. It's an ebook. Come right to the inbox. Yeah. Yeah. Go download her free book and Go connect with her on Instagram. Michelle, thank you so much. It's been such a joy to talk with you. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Style by Mary Michelle, where women come to get dressed in seven minutes or less. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Style by Mary Michelle and shop our boutique at shopstylefinder.com for the best in upscale casual apparel. Better yet, if you're in the Raleigh area, come see us. We're located in the North Hills Shopping Center, the premier shopping district in Midtown Raleigh. For details and links mentioned in this episode, be sure to see the show notes. Have a beautiful week.